We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the show. It's Ivy Nation Sports Talk, and it is Friday, which means rapid fire. And this being December 23rd, that means Festivus rapid fire. Welcome, one and all. <laughs> I feel like this is a very special day for you. It is. We this always is like- celebrate Festivus because I've been doing shows with Sean Styers since 2004, <laughs> and we always celebrate Festivus. That's always. right. That's yes. right. And this is the first year my wife asked me, what is that? <laughs> I was like, I, I got to go on the show. I'll explain it later. <laughs> I almost forgot it was Festivus. And then, you know, like I got up this morning and I'm putting questions together and I was like, hold it. It's December 23rd. Are you kidding me? Of course it's Festivus. Yes. Yes, it is. yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the Festivus edition of the show. Glad to have you with us here today. That is Vince D'Addario wearing his white sweatshirt. That is Jesse Silky. Styers somewhere in Ohio, not in Cleveland, out and about <laughs> doing family things for Christmas weekend. Are you on the second of your three stops now? Um, I'm on. So like we're bouncing back and forth. We've we started oh here. Uh, it's like a it's like 30, 45 minutes north of Columbus, it's like Cardian or Cardington, Mount Gilead area. Um, OK. And then and then we went down to Columbus last night, came back to this area today and then we'll be going back down to columbus tomorrow and then coming back here again um after that for christmas day so there's a lot of bouncing back and forth in the state of ohio and then i'll be bouncing over to indiana coach bent 574 wants to know who's going to volunteer to tackle sean (laughs) to end the feats of strength you know my feats of strength days might be over i think (laughs) i think when uh um, what was Nick's name? The offensive lineman that I took down that year. Vince. Oh, uh, Reth. Reth. Nick, Nick Reth. Reth. My old boy, Nick Reth. That's been a few years back. That was oh, my awesome. last official feat of strength, and that wasn't even around Festivus. I <laughs> that was awesome, though. You see, you don't, you don't put, you got to put your money where your mouth is, and sometimes you got to take them down. That's right. And That's right. You did. You did, and you, <laughs> and they will remember that forever. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Hit the like button if you would as we get going here. Jesse's probably going to have to leave us a little bit early, but Tom wants Jesse to know that he loved the whiteboard wow. yesterday. Sure, Tommy Reese High implements praise. your version of 21 personnel. Wow. High praise. I appreciate that. I yeah. just, you know, I thought what I, I was doing what I thought would be best if I was the OC cooking it up. That's See, that's what's fun. You know, being a defensive mind, I actually think that I, being an OC would be more fun because I would know how to dissect <laughs> defenses <laughs> A little bit better i think it'd be fun to get creative and know kind of where where they're trying to get to and how to beat it essentially you might want to go help out matt patricia in new england <laughs> then because yeah. he is struggling as former defensive coordinator going back from a head coach to offensive coordinator that play calling is not going well tommy guns our boy tommy guns wants to know what is that what is festivus what is festivus well We'll explain. Uh, you know, if you were not a regular Seinfeld watcher, and I don't know how you can't be at this point since it's been off the air for almost 25 years and reruns still air like 20 <laughs> times a day. 
on cable. Has it really been but, 25 years since it was on the air, like originally? Oh, it's amazing. It's wow. like, how, how did, how, how is that even possible that it's been that long? We're pushing it somewhere in that vicinity. Wow. Anyway. So wow. December 23rd is the antagonizing holiday known as Festivus created by, I don't know if it was created by, but it was continued by Frank Costanza, George Costanza's father on Seinfeld. And Festivus celebration begins with the airing of grievances. It ends with the feats of strengths. And in between, there's like dinner and yelling and, you know, all kinds of uh, discomfort, I guess, <laughs> in between. So we're going to start with our airing of grievances today with caveat. Right. This is going to be, th this is a sports edition, of course, airing of grievances, but it is also going to be non-NIL related airing of grievances because i feel like if we left nil out there I mean, then everyone would just you know we would just wail on nil and we wouldn't talk about anything else that was so, quite the caveat by the way that you put on that because of course that's where my <laughs> mind went first i mean that's basically what the whole week has been do we need yeah do we need more of that at this point yeah i, I have Matt a and peyton bowen and <laughs> i have like one that kind of has something to do with nil but i'll get to that one later We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So. All right, well, Vince, kick us off. Do you have any non-NIL-related sports <laughs> grievances that you want to air? This is why I took notes today, ladies and gentlemen. Because I got I a lot think... of bones to pick with you people. <laughs> I, I do. I got a lot of bones to pick with the sports world. Okay? Number one, by far, is that my favorite teams, my favorite professional teams, they all suck. <laughs> That's my biggest grievance. Okay? The Cubs? And the Bears, and we're going to talk about the Bears a little later on. They both suck, okay? And I get my hopes up every year, and I realize I should not have gotten my hopes up over the Cubs the last couple of years. They've sold off all of my my more recent heroes, <laughs> right? It just it, It's just hard to be a Cubs fan right now. It's one thing when you just, you know, you're going to be bad, and you just go, you know, and go to games and just whatever it's fun you're not well, you're no expectations they're right? signing players they're signing players right now yeah they missed on a lot of guys though they got lucky exactly. that Dansby fell through the th fell through the cracks if you're going to be bad these last few years and you have all the money that they have because their season ticket prices haven't dropped everyone's still coming to watch them you have the money go out and get a big name Hayward's off the books now you know it's like there's you you recycle it out. If you're gonna recycle out, you owe the fans a star player and a star yes. contract. Yep, I'm just all I'm saying. You I have the money. That. It's it's one thing if you're the Royals, but when you're top right. five in payroll every year, you can sign someone like that. That's all I'm saying. I mean, the Bears right. have three wins. The Cubs have, you know, yeah, exactly. When I have to get excited about Bellinger, you know, that signing, and then I realize I look at his stats. Last two years, he's been garbage. But I didn't notice <laughs> because he's out on the West Coast and I never watched Dodger games. 
So, you know, my excitement level is tempered, obviously. So, yeah, my that's my number one, is my two teams are terrible. They're not even fun to watch. Like, I don't even watch Paris games anymore. They're just not fun to watch. They're just not. Well, I mean, it's it's fun when Justin Fields is running around. They've actually played some close games for no more than they have beyond Justin they're, Fields. They, they're they've actually played some close games. They're offensive. They're a couple offensive weapons away from really being legit. If if Fields doesn't have to be the guy the whole time, and they can you know do things outside of running the ball twenty five times a game, if they you know, I just think they need a, a, a legit well, threat wide receiver. They're, they're, why look? They got Claypool. They got St. Brown. Like they're 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 starting to upgrade the wide receiver. I'll give them that. They're de- they have stripped the defense of. All of their talent at the moment. Yeah, but they've turned it into draft picks. You know, yes. so they'll have more. So you you know, they hit used on one to get Claypool. Yes. You know, and now they'll get. You know, they'll have more draft picks this year. You know, the thing I think what's telling about them is you've got Justin Fields running around, but they're like it's not like baseball where you have to have at least one guy in every team. You know, make the Pro Bowl, the All Star game. The Bears have zero Pro Bowlers. You know, and that's that's a problem if you don't have one guy on the entire yeah. roster in the Pro Bowl and. It shows with the record. I didn't even realize how bad they are. Three wins, and we'll talk about them in a little bit. Yes, Do you have any other grievances? I've got many more. I didn't know if we were going to go around the horn. We'll just let's got, just yeah, let's just go around the horn one by one. Okay, hit one, Jesse. Uh, my my grievance, top grievance would be football needs to implement some sort of uh, chip into the ball, like soccer does with VAR, video assistant review. You saw in the in the World like Cup. That. They had planes, and as soon as a guy hit offsides, it was, you had technology to show it to you. And you should have a ball or a chip in the ball, and as soon as it hits the first down marker, you should get a – you know, there should be some sort of indication. The only thing you need to look for is if that knee was down before you get the indication that the plane was broken. I want the same thing for a touchdown. I feel like too many times there's too many discrepancies. QB sneaks from the one-yard line, you know, whatever it might be. As soon as that ball hits the plane, it should – there should – I don't know. They can make it happen. I've seen it done in soccer where as soon as you go offsides, like it, it turns red. It, that's exactly what you could do I mean, with a first down and a touchdown in the NFL. If soccer can figure out offsides when they're moving, you know, more fluidly than even and there's no football. chip in their arms and stuff. So right, exactly. Need that. Tennis has had digital, you know, yeah. like technology, you know, for line calls and stuff like that forever. If tennis can do it, soccer can do it. Yep. There's no reason the NFL shouldn't be able to do it at least. And then it'll Agreed. trickle down hopefully to college after that. It's like we're living in 2022. There's too much technology out there to be relying on old officials eyes to make these calls when we can all see week in and week out how bad the officiating is. There's just too much on the line for me when when there's yeah. all this sports gambling and touchdowns and more and more, can decide yeah. a lot. Exactly I feel it. like you need to get it right. You know, this is people's money. Um, on the line I get that if that <laughs> but that's just the world we live in now right like if if that's what we're going to see with sports gambling and that's what you want to reintroduce because it's going to make the NFL money too so invest in you know some sort of automated electronic uh you know review system where just when that plane is crossed a first down or a touchdown I'm not asking for everything just you know the important ones first downs and touchdowns Derek I mean we don't want to put you in timeout talking about <laughs> ticked off when the bears are televised almost as bad as the cowboys i mean at least the cowboys are worth watching most of the time when i have to lose arguments to my father-in-law who's a lions fan that's when i have to back up that's a bad one like i'm out like when you're (laughs) they've got they're a much better team right now and they don't even have a justin fields on the roster (laughs) that's what i'm saying like it christmas is going to be rough for me because we're going to have to have that conversation i'm just saying Yep. At the end of the day, it's about me. So, All right, so my top grievance is something I've talked about on this show before. I think it might have even come up earlier this week. It is the targeting call in college football. It is brutal. It is horrible. And again, there's so much subjectivity being used to determine these, even when it goes to the replay booth and what, what they've got to get rid of. I don't mind if you're going to have a 15-yard personal foul. I don't even mind if there's an ejection. Again, what I've always said, the first time a guy does it in a game, you know, he's whistled for targeting. It's just a regular run-of-the-mill personal foul, 15 yards, you mark it off. Should not be ejected on the first time. There, there are too many times when when it can be completely incidental. It does not warrant ejection from a game. See, if you do it a second time in the same game, then it's an ejection. I think that ejection right away, automatic ejection, and then, you know, obviously if it happens in the second half, you're 
also have to sit out the first half of the next game, which obviously we saw from J.D. Bertrand twice this year. And it's not just because of J.D. That's not why I'm saying it. It's a horrible – it's it's too much. It, it it goes too far. And it doesn't – I don't think it curbs it enough either. That was number two on my list. So that <laughs> was right. one that needs to be changed. There's no doubt about that. So <laughs> I'm skipping down to number three. I'm going to stay with college football. And I'm going to say that the whole the, – the entire replay system needs to be thrown out and they need to start over. And all they need to do is call the NFL and be like, send us your rules. That's it. That's that, it. That's all they need to do. It's not even yep. complicated. There is an example at the next level up. That's all they need to do. I, it just They need to scrap the whole thing. It's terrible. I still don't understand it. And I literally get paid to follow college football. And I don't understand the replay process in college football. They need to get rid of it. And it needs to be a simpler. Yep. The NFL has a perfect replay system. That's what you need. I concur. I don't have much more to say to that. I, I, I agree with everything that you just said. There's there's no reason that every play in college football oh. should be subject to review. I mean, the way the NFL has done it, you obviously have the challenges. You know, if you lose a challenge, you lose a timeout. If you win the challenge, you keep it. You know, you right. get one Simple. for later on. And... In the last two minutes of the game, everything goes to the booth at that point. They also re they replay every touchdown and they replay every turnover. You know, like what more do you need beyond that? You right. shouldn't have to replay every single play potentially. Oh. Otherwise, just have a challenge system. Yep. That's all you've got to do. It's brutal. And it Completely makes games agree. last forever. Isn't that one of the biggest complaints yep. is the length of games? That would shorten right. every game. It would shorten every game. I mean, how often are you and I looking at each other in the press box at Notre Dame games like, oh, my God, they're reviewing this. This is ridiculous. Or, oh, my God, they're not reviewing this. How are they not <laughs> reviewing? Like, you know, when Marcus Freeman is going postal on the sidelines because they're not reviewing something, all he would have to do is pull out the red flag. There you go. Review it. it <laughs> problem solved across the board. Yep. yep. Jesse? Yeah, so I want to roll into my next one. We need to get rid of ties in, in the sport of football in the NFL. There's no reason that a tie should exist. I like the format that it's in right now, uh, being that if it, you know you get the ball first, you score a touchdown, it's over. If not, you get a you know you get a chance to touch the ball with the field goal. Um, but it, when the overtime period is over, I think you should go to the five yard line and have a shootout, kind of how college has done uh, recently. After you know the second overtime, you get a play on the five yard line, you score. The other team gets to play on the five-yard line. If they score, then you keep going. And then the first team to not make it uh, essentially would be would be done. But I, I just think that now, now <laughs> nowadays there's just there's just no reason for ties. It's there's nothing I, worse. It's I don't not, like the shootout thing though. I'm, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, but what else? What what would your recommendation then be if you don't want just it let to let them end tie? In a tie? <laughs> no, Honestly, I, like in the regular season, I don't no. mind as much. You know, and that. I think the players union in the NFL, you know, they've they've shortened the overtime period to begin with. They just want to get it over with. You know, yeah, they, they don't, don't want care. the extra contact and all that. Yeah, stuff. but what other sport do games actually end in an actual tie? There's none. Hockey has a shootout. Soccer, soccer has a shootout. Soccer well, if it's does a, not have shootouts. Well, in the playoffs, in the playoffs, they do. In the regular <sighs> season, they all end in ties. Yeah, but it's more of an easier occurrence for the a soccer to tie. It's it's a way. I, I'd say it's way less likely. The NFL game or football games in general are going to tie. Yeah. I just I don't like the shootout. I don't like the shootout. <laughs> a field goal off. Who's got the better kicker? Start at the twenty. Go to I'll the go thirty. Go to the forty. I might not mind that. Yeah, just yeah. back up in increments of of five yards. And, yeah, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Just something to not end in a tie. I don't like ties. I'd be. You know what? I'd be all for a kickoff. I think that'd be fun. I think that'd be fun. Give the kickers more meaning. I guess everyone says they don't matter. You know, baseball has actually changed its rules, you know, you know like uh, quite a bit, you know, and they're, they're getting rid of the shift, which I like. Um, my next thing, <laughs> I've kind of got a little beef with Al Michaels. I don't know if you like saw this earlier in the season, you know, like he's doing the Thursday night games on Amazon Prime now. And there was a straight now we've all known for a long time the Thursday night games are not that great to begin with most right. of the players don't like playing on Thursdays they had a string of duds though at one point and I think it was <laughs> I, th I think it was the Colts Broncos 
earlier this season where like they were lucky if 20 points was scored in the game. Al Michaels says, this is the kind of game that you'd have as the fifth regional game on CBS on Sunday. And while part of me is like, yeah, tell it like it is. I mean, you know, like, go ahead and give it to us, Al. The guy is 77 years old. He's been doing it forever. But at the same time, He's making like $11 million a year. I, and he I don't decided think... to go to the Thursday night games, and he knew yes. what they yes. were going to be. He could have retired, right. you know, because like they were bringing in Tariko to NBC. He could have retired, you know, from what I understand, before the whole Joe Buck thing, there was a chance he could have gone to Monday night if he would have taken that. But he took a lot of money to go to Thursday night. So, like, you know, there's some, you know, people feel different ways about the fact that we have to go to an app to watch those games to begin with, you know, on a streaming service. So I don't know that I that I need an $11 million man complaining while I'm watching the product about the quality of the product. So well, you can't complain when you signed up for it. That's right. I mean, that, that, that's my bigger issue. Like if that, if that was the only job he could, like, if, okay, for example, let's say you and I got asked to do Thursday night football. Okay. Right. We're not complaining because that's the best job we would have had. Right? I mean, like, let's, let's be go. honest, we do it for a fraction of that price oh, right now too, right? Probably for free if I'm being you you pay for me to get there, my food, and I'm good to go. But like <laughs> I, he chose to be there. That was his decision and he it's like NIL, he took the bag. Sorry, you can't transfer. Like that's you don't you don't get to leave Texas A&M. That that's you decided right. to go there and you that's took right. the bag. So suck it up, buddy. I think it's funny that the best games on Thursday this season have been on Thanksgiving. And I don't think either of them got to do any of the Thanksgiving games yeah. either. The Thanksgiving game and like week was it one or two when they had the Rams, whoever they were playing, you know, like. It's the Kirk it. Herbstreet curse ever since he's come to Thursday night football. I blame him. Yeah. Very low scoring. All right. Do you guys want to do one more round of grievances? Uh, because Jesse's on a little bit of a time limit no, here. We could do this all night. We I know. Do you want to do one more night. round and then we'll move on to all a couple, right. you know, some other topics? All right. This one's going to get me some pushback. It's one of the reasons I put it in. <laughs> and this is a different, this is a change from where I used to be. I'm all for the universal DH. Let's go. I'm yes. sick and tired of watching pitchers try to hit. I agree. Day, back yes. in the day, Pitchers were better athletes and you can, whatever athlete and whatever you want to call an athlete, mm -hmm. there's just too much specialization these days where a lot of these pitchers, they haven't hit since high school and it shows get rid of them. They don't let, let them do what they do. Let them be specialized in, in pitching and let somebody who actually knows how to hit the ball be in the lineup. When I'm watching the Cubs play universal <laughs> DH, let's go. Well, it brings so much more excitement to the game. And I think that's what a lot of people would say is lacking kind of in baseball right now is it's, you know, too boring to watch. And so why put up an extra hitter up there who can rarely get a bunt down or who can barely, yeah. you know, put a they ball in play bunt anymore. And when half the league is oh. able to use it, then it's, it's just kind of stupid that the rule was even in play that only half the, you know, half the league could use it in general. And then you're, you're bringing in another power hitter, uh, you know, whatever it might be. I'm, I'm all on board for the universal DH. Yeah, I agree. You know, I used to have this, you know, semi argument with someone I used to work with who, you know, of course, is a baseball purist and, you know, just the same about the same age as me and doesn't want any rule changed. And, you know, everything. It's, it's my baseball. I've got to have my baseball. And <laughs> I don't I don't go to games to watch the manager manage. You know, I don't, I don't care about the genius of yes. a double switch, you know, like, is there some skill to it? Sure. But any guy who's been around the national league for a couple of years knows how to do a double switch. It's not that ingenious. It's not that complicated. No, no, it's not. And I, I completely agree with what you're saying. You know, like when, when we grew up, Vince, it was still the era. You were probably still kind of the end of the era before complete specialization where, you know, you were talking about the best athletes, like, the shortstop was the pitcher, you know, yeah. and that was always the best player on the team. Well, now it's that's not necessarily the case. The shortstop doesn't always pitch. And a lot of the pit, I would say a higher percentage of the pitchers, I don't want to sit, you know, just most of them are focusing on their pitching or a lot of them, a lot more of them, you know, in, in yep. you know, like travel ball high and school. stuff like that. High yeah. school has POs. 
right? Yeah. They, they, a lot of high schools have pitchers only. And that's all they do. They specialize in pitching at the high school level. Now, high school I taught or I coached at, if you could pitch, you got to play someplace else too. But uh, right. but there are many schools out there, one across town, that where you used to coach, who use POs, which is nuts to me. Yeah. Like Just, just to clarify, nuts. Anthony, we know the universal DH yes, has been instituted. I'm just We're, saying I'm on board. I'm, I'm yes. very happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, do you have any more grievances? Yeah, last one. Uh, I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, sticking to professional baseball. That you know, this this sport is built on the backbone of of hitting, and the best hitter of all time isn't in the Hall of Fame. And I'm just gonna leave it at that. Barry Bonds belongs in the in the Hall, um, and I'll I'll die on that stone. He's got the greatest swing, and he's the greatest hitter of all time. And there was a large era where a lot of guys were using roids, um, and there's a lot of guys in the Hall right now who 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 are known roid users. So that's all I got to say is my man Barry Bonds belongs in the Hall. Yeah, I, I I do agree that those get you know guys like him that you know I think that Bob Costas has said it before. There just needs to be, you know, either a wing or on the plaque. You say you know look that you know there here's here's the caveat. He was accused of this and you know whatever you know he was involved in the played in the steroid era some some kind of designation. But from a pure playing standpoint, I agree. They agree. They uh, they deserve to be in there. I mean, he was a Hall of Famer before he went to San Francisco. And right, right. I mean, that's <laughs> to me. There's a difference with Roger yeah. Clemens, though, because I've, you know, again, I've said this before. Clemens was released, or you know, not re-signed, or whatever, by the Boston Red Sox. His career was in decline in the mid '90s. He goes to Toronto, and that's when you know all the you know the guy that allegedly supplied him the stuff. You know, that's where he got connected with that guy and all of a sudden he has some of the best ERAs and starts winning Cy Young's again. There's a clear difference to me with Clemens because like his body was breaking down and if he had had to retire at that point, you know, he was a really good pitcher, but he was not Hall of Fame caliber at that point if his career did not continue on in the way that it did afterwards. I, like that. I have a grievance with Dean's. I feel like Jonathan's <laughs> just shooting his shot at me. I don't know how I feel about that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quick. Um, this is not a sports grievance. Your least favorite slash worst Christmas song. Mine is Do They Know It's Christmas. I can't stand that song, that line, thank God it's them instead of you. It's like, that's in a Christmas song? You know, because we're talking about all these people without food. You know, it's like, Thank God it's them, not you, man. I hate that song. Worst Christmas song. Go. Oh man, I don't. You're putting us all on the spot right now. I told you I was going to yeah. spring yeah, one you on you. Was this the top quiz today? <laughs> this was not, the top quiz. I'm not a. I'm not a huge. I'm not a huge fan about with uh, the Mariah Carey one. Uh, all I all I know. want for Christmas. Yeah, that one get, that gets overdone. It's overplayed. Yeah. That is not my favorite by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm going to go with that one as my worst. Okay. Um, see, worse is a, is a very, I'm just going to say the one it's, it's uh, I think it's like baby it's cold outside. I don't, I'm yep. not a real fan of it. I'll give you here. How about this? I I'm not giving a good answer right now. So I'm going to drop an even hotter take right now. I hate the movie, a Christmas story. I don't yes! think it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. I think it is sad. I think it is nothing good comes to that movie. I would never want to show that movie to my kids. I am a Christmas vacation guy. <laughs> Everything, everything goes bad in that movie, and then there's nothing the that comes from it. Bang so. the drum, Jesse. Terrible movie. TBS needs to be off the air for the 24 hours that that movie is on. So give me National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. I think, I think the Christmas story is a representation of probably what a lot of people grew up with in the 1950s. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> a lot of people aren't liking this. I knew this would get spicy. You knew it was going to piss people off. We've had this conversation before. I even live in Cleveland. I went to the house. I went to the house like two months ago. It's for sale right now. Any of you can buy it if you love it that much. So, what is the Christmas movie that you you know like that that you would if you're going to watch a Christmas movie this weekend? What's it going to be? 
Christmas I'm Vacation. I'm definitely <laughs> watching Christmas Vacation. I'm also watching White Christmas with Bing Crosby. Nice. Yeah, like, I like I always like Christmas Vacation, but I feel like it's it's kind of like I've I've almost seen it too much at this point. You know, there's like there's certain scenes that I really want to see, but I you know also there's need to need to have my fast forward. I I've got Elf recording. Yeah, yes. I like Elf. I like Polar yeah. Express too. I really yeah. like Polar Express. And of course, that brings up the yes. age old question: Is Die Hard <laughs> a Christmas movie? Here's my question: If Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Is Lethal Weapon a Christmas movie? Because remember when Riggs, you know, I think it was like the first drug bust that they make. They're, you know, they're they're Christmas tree shopping. And at the end, you know, like they're they're in Murtaugh's house, and you know, the Christmas tree, I think, ends up, you know, like out in the street. And you know, there's 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 a lot of Christmas in that too. So if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, Lethal Weapon has to be a Christmas movie, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not, Nobody's I'm not buying uh... that. I'm not planting my flag on what is. Nobody's going to die on there. <laughs> I've never less. seen the Die Hard movie, so I can't. I have no input on this one. That's your fault. Wow. That's your. Well, fault. Well, it's Christmas time. It should be on TV. I'll see if I can find it. <laughs> it's your yeah, fault. No. Point at me. It's your fault. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Jonathan uh, agrees. Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie. Bruce it, Willis it, says, according to Sean Paulus, that uh, it's not a Christmas movie. But he's wrong. But he's wrong. That's the best part about that quote. So that's awesome. I, You know what? And I might get some flack for this because it's awfully childish, but I'm a big fan of the Muppets Christmas Carol. I mean, it might be one Ooh. of the better Christmas Carol versions. I don't know if I've there. seen that. I don't think I've it seen It came that. out when I was like 11, 10, 11. So it was like right in my wheelhouse at the time. I watched it with my kids last night. They loved it. Can it we great. can we all agree that the the Jim Carrey Grinch is the best uh, the of the Grinch 100%. movies? Hundred percent. I just like one. the Grinch cartoon myself. Oh, oh see, uh, I, I, see, we're drawing lines here. We are. You're a mean one, <laughs> Mr. Grinch. Oh, I love the Jim Carrey version. That's my got some roast He's hilarious this weekend. <laughs> right speaking of christmas and jesse's got about 11 minutes before he's got to go i can, I can stretch stretch to 45 oh well i don't want to get you in trouble yeah so. we don't want that oh no so what <laughs> what is the one thing you want santa freeman to bring notre dame this christmas i, I you know i feel like i'm i'm banging the drum as the drummer boy but i just want an elite quarterback i want a heisman contending quarterback i think that's what this offense needs to go to the next level i don't care if it's by developing buckner you know make like if buckner can be that guy then buckner can be that guy if you need to go to the portal you know whatever it might be sam hartman isn't that answer so i i hope that that's not true by the way i know a lot of people are probably th you heard about that i hope that's not true because sam hartman's not the answer so whatever it is if it's buckner if it's well, car if it's you wouldn't have said jack cone was the i mean one nobody knew who jack cone was a year ago or two, what's it been? Two years ago, I guess, at this point. I mean, nobody would have said Jack Cohn was the answer. And look what, you know, Cohn had to his own deficiencies. Most of it, I think, had to do with the offensive line and lack of running game. But no one would have said he was the answer. And look what he got you. He could have been the answer this year. Yeah. yeah. But I agree with Jesse. I, I had that one as well. I I mean, on my was list. this too easy? Like, should I have exempted quarterback? And like, if it's not quarterback, then it's edge this? rusher. I want to I want to take over edge rush uh, edge rusher. A guy, you know, I know Foskey's leaving, but I want a guy that's completely like a Micah Parsons. I know that's kind of crazy, but we all have dreams and well, wish list. I mean, I don't know. So I I kind of looked at it more big picture. When you put this question out, and I, I guess I didn't realize you said this Christmas, but like in Christmas in general. Well, you know, so I, I just keep it can stacking be whatever. These, it doesn't have to be this Christmas. Keep but, stacking I mean, these Christmas classes this weekend. <laughs> just keep stacking the classes. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah, I like regardless that. of everything that happened with this class, and I realize the that's three, a mature answer. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> the, I realize people aren't happy that they lost the three five star guys off the top. I get that, but it's still a class that you can win a national championship with and the 22 class now the 23 class and the 24 class is looking pretty stinking good right now you keep stacking these classes good things are going to happen for notre dame but in the immediate future jesse's 100 percent correct you need a game-changing quarterback because i think and i don't think this is in really in debate it's really all that notre dame's missing right now is a game-changing quarterback they've got talent everywhere else 
Yeah, I want him to have a sleigh. I want him to, you know, slide down the big hill into Whoville. <laughs> and I want him to pull out of that big sack on the back. Portal sack. <laughs> the portal sack. <laughs> the quarterback. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's what I like what Vince is saying about stacking classes. I completely agree with that. They've got to keep doing that. You know, and again, like I, I'm so I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but I am surprised with like some of the national still sort of negativity about you know the fact that they they lose these guys and again it's like what's he supposed to do when it's cash that's luring these ways you know right. these guys away that you know that's it's 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 not just that they flipped it's how they flipped obviously and we don't have to go down that rabbit hole because again we've spent the week talking about it and quite frankly we've only got a couple of shows next week and you know we've we've got early january we can get back into that if we want to but stack the classes yeah. bring in a quarterback the whole Sam Hartman thing, you know, I there are a heck of a lot worse guys that you can get Absolutely. than Sam Hartman with all the experience. The guy yep. threw like seventy-five touchdowns in the last. He's got two a cannon. Years. He's got Listen, a cannon. I'm not upset if, if the Sam Hartman rumor is true. I'm not upset about that. If I'm being honest, I'm really not. He can move. He can throw the ball. They just need to teach him not to do the whole, you know slow read thing but that's a scheme thing that's not him yeah so i really don't have a problem with sam hartman i think he would be a nice addition but whatever we'll see yeah jonathan <laughs> wants a new broadcast team and a home football game station i don't know what the home football game probably station nbc is, is my okay. guess like they don't want nbc anymore this was gonna be on my airing of grievances but i decided not to be a complete grinch you know about the whole thing so i stayed away from that today because again like this is something that I planned on talking about, you know, because I had the interview with the sports media guy a while back, and we haven't even had a chance to get into that because all this other craziness, you know, between Drew Pine and Peyton Bowen and everything else has come up. So, you know, again, that's that's a that's a full show that we'll get into at some point <laughs> yeah. in early January. But uh, yeah, I I I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all, Jonathan. So Jesse, you've got to be moving here in a minute we've got a few do you want another notre dame question do you want to get to this Ooh. nfl question first where do you want to go charge ah this is how it is you it's know. kind of a grab bag here um let's go let's do one of each i can i can do one of each one one nfl and one notre dame in no particular order whatever you want vince we've got two notre dame questions and then the nfl so you pick which of the two notre dame questions we're going to address right now We'll do that first, and then we'll do the NFL question. Then we'll do the other Notre Dame question when Jesse leaves. All right, let's see here. Let's go. Um, let's go with the Gator Bowl one. Okay, so we're a week away from the Gator Bowl. Scale of one to ten. What's your anticipation level? My anticipation level is is a solid. You know, it's hard. It's hard when when you've seen them play in playoff games. You've seen them play in New Year's Six bowl games. And that's what you want every year, right? But they're still an eight and four team. This is Marcus Freeman's first season. You want to see end well. And we get Tyler Buckner back. So my overall anticipation for this game is, is a solid eight or so. I'm not going to lie and say it's, you know, it's a 10 because, well, every Notre Dame game's a 10. I love watching Notre Dame, right? But like in terms of full anticipation, I'm going to give it an eight because I want to see how the offense wow. can perform with Buckner. I want to see what these wide receivers can do with him. I want to see them open the passing game up a little bit more. Um, and I want to see some of these these younger guys play who have, you know, gotten this whole season to kind of develop and, and get a, a big shot here. Um, and so, yeah, my, I'm going to go a solid eight out of ten on the anticipation for this game. And South Carolina's a good team. We'll get to see a good quarterback in Spencer Rattler. I think that's a good test for the secondary and someone like Morrison. I think Morrison could have a pick just because of, you know, a, a, a talented quarterback is going to be ambitious. And someone like Morrison, who's, you know, stacked up these good games recently. I want to see what he can do. Wow. I'm I'm very torn on this one because like my <laughs> initial reaction was like a four. And then I started thinking, well, I only get 13 Notre Dame games a year. <laughs> so the scarcity of it is definitely something that we need to talk about, right? So yeah. that ups it a little bit because there's only so many, and I do enjoy watching Notre Dame games. So that ups it some more. And then the fact, like if it was Drew Pine starting, I'd probably be at about a six overall with it being Tyler Buckner and the potential there, I'm going to up it to like a seven and a half. 
So I think I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stay at about a seven and a half where I'm at with the anticipation because at the end of the day I'm I'm pretty disappointed with how the season ended up right from a win loss standpoint. The bowl doesn't really do anything for me. I'm not going. I'm gonna be watching from home. Yeah, me, me, just, me, the Grinch. Yeah, man. Me, like me. It said, "Where's where am I at from a scale of one to ten? <laughs> I'm like a seven. And a, it's negative thirty two degrees outside. Okay, <laughs> I'm at like a seven and a half. All right. <laughs> yeah, I I'm at like a six. I think, and it's it's mainly because we've been dealing with all this other stuff for so long. Like, yeah, the whole Peyton Bowen situation Ugh. just ended. We just had signing day, and you know, that the Bowen stuff, of course, started right after the Drew Pine stuff and, you know, everything else. And, and you know, it, then again, you know, like the, you know, the thing starts unraveling with recruiting and Bowen and, you know, all this drama. And so it's like, to me, it's like, it's kind of hard to believe that it's only a week away because we've hardly even had a chance to talk a whole lot about mm-hmm. that game. You know, we've, we've had some sprinkled in kind of here and there, you know, like Jesse did his whiteboard thing last night but it's and you're right it's like it's 30 below zero right now i've got wind blowing through you know like my back room (laughs) i'm like i've got all this firewood i gotta go start a fire and then oh by the way it's like oh yeah a week from today gator bowl and plus it's on the heels of of all this other stuff so my mind just hasn't quite gone there yet but by next week it'll probably ratchet up a point or two i think that's fair too but still a week away. There's You'll warm up as the then. temperature gets less cold. Yes. It's supposed to be 50 on my birthday. I don't see how that's even possible right now. <laughs> wow. I hope it is because <laughs> I've got these, I've got like a dirt slash gravel driveway. Yeah. And I've got all these potholes in the driveway. And a couple <laughs> of do. weeks ago, I went out and I bought like one of these little tillers because my plan was. I'm going to like till up the potholes and then I'm going to, you know, like tamp it all down. Wow. You know, because we've tried filling it in before and you still just get the potholes again. So that's, that was my plan. Uh, it, it depends on who's filling those it, potholes. As soon as I got it. Yes, you've done it before, but I've done it too. As soon as I got it, the temperatures dipped into the thirties, you know, so the ground is frozen and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. And of course now, so I would take 50 degrees at some point. It'll probably be when I'm gone. It will actually. be. So, you're going to be, but you're going to be in Miami. So, well, but, I, but, I, but I still have work to do is my point. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. Last question for Jesse tonight. Cowboys Giants oh Thanksgiving boy. Day game set an all-time regular season record with more than 42 million viewers. So do you buy or sell Cowboys Eagles tomorrow, Christmas Eve, breaking that record? Ah, I I would have been very confident about this if Jalen Hurts didn't get hurt. But I'm going to be honest with you, Gardner Minshew starting that game I think takes at least five to ten million. V- now, okay, I'm I'm being a little dramatic, but it takes away viewers to some level. So I I still think it's going to break the record because you have more people sitting around on Christmas Eve. It's just another holiday, right? And you put a game in the prime time. Unfortunately, you know, as much as people don't like it, it's the Cowboys. You, you either watch them because you hate them or you love them. And you throw in a big game like the Eagles, you know, a one-loss team, it's going to get watched. It's just unfortunate uh, that Jalen Hurts is injured for this game because I would say undoubtedly if he's completely healthy, this is a free playoff matchup that we're watching on Christmas Eve, you know. So that that that's my take on it. Yeah, just, just to clarify, because <laughs> Mace is asking, what's 30 below zero? Is it minus 30 or is it two degrees? You can't use Technically, both it is two degrees. and Fahrenheit at the same time. <laughs> the wind has been blowing steadily at 20 to 25 miles an hour. And it, when it blows like that, when it's zero or two below or even two above, that's when you have 30 below zero. The wind chill is 30 below zero. That's yes, what I'm speaking of. It is. So, like, it might not technically be 30 below zero, but when you walk outside, that's what you feel, 30 below zero. That's why... That's why they have that fact. Vince, what do you minus think? Minus one. It's minus one right now. <laughs> there you go. So, but you the go. winds, yes. the winds are all, all I can hear outside my window there. is the wind blowing right now. Feels like 25. There, there you, you go. go. Minus 25, go. excuse me. Minus 25. So anyway. Uh oh, I don't think there's I'm it's a huge sell for me. And the reason I don't even care who's playing, it makes no difference. I think more people are gonna be busy and they're not gonna be able to watch the game. That I mean, and I'm being honest about that because when you're talking about Thanksgiving. More people are at home. They've already had their Thanksgiving meal 
or they're watching it while they're having their Thanksgiving meal. They're chilling. They're at home. They're watching football. It's all part of the fabric of what Thanksgiving Day is, even if you're not an avid football fan. Christmas Eve is not about football at right. all. More people are going to church. More people are on the road. More There's just not going to be enough. Shopping, yeah, a lot there's, of people. Well, this guy normally. <laughs> normal, there's just not going to be enough butts in the seats to break that record, and it doesn't matter who's playing to me. So it's not a knock on the Cowboys-Eagles. I just don't think there's going to be enough people available to watch that. You didn't have to make that disclaimer. I wasn't going to get mad at you. Well, I'm just yeah. saying. I, 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 it's 2 <laughs> one here, so I just, you know. <laughs> no, I agree with what Vince is saying. I, that, that's the complete rationale. Thanksgiving, you know there's going to be two, three football games yeah, on Thanksgiving. Part. You know you're going to have the Lions in the early game and the Cowboys are coming on after that. And then everybody home, everybody knows there's football. There's probably like half the people, even sports viewers, probably haven't even realized yet oh there's actually going like tomorrow yeah. christmas eve there's a like the main slate of games is going to be on like tomorrow is going to take the place of sunday like oh yeah it's no a full idea. day yeah, yeah games start at one o'clock tomorrow there's going to be three games on christmas day the re you know and then a, a monday night game like usual but then there's going to be the majority of the games are going to take place tomorrow tomorrow christmas eve is going to be what a typical nfl sunday would be like because of Christmas, they yeah. moved the majority to Christmas Eve and three games on Christmas Day. But the Christmas Day games, that's also the first time that they've done that. And they're going to go head to head with the NBA. There's going to be and three NFL games, and I think it's six NBA games on Christmas Day. And year. the NFL will dominate the NBA, just so everybody understands <laughs> that. Um, right. I, I think, yeah, actually, you know what? I, I want to add one more thing to this. I think the Raiders and Steelers are going to outbeat the Cowboys and Eagles this week just because it's at the 815 game. Um, it's two legendary franchises, and unfortunately, you know, the, the Steelers are honoring Franco Harris. 50th uh, anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, yeah, which so is there's actually just a lot, today. There's a lot going on that game, so I feel like that one's actually going to be the big ticket one um, of the of the entire weekend, actually. Yeah, and Jonathan, you're right about that. Absolute garbage. <laughs> but I'll be there watching because <laughs> it's freaking cold outside, yeah. and the family will be here, and we've got a prime rib that's going in the oven. So, oh, you son of a gun. Yeah, baby. All right, All right Jess, my friends. Enjoy. Carry on the good deed without me. Merry Christmas, my friend. Rock the lights. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yes. Right. I'll see you soon. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, so Jesse heads out. He's got to do uh, – they're going to see the lights, I think, somewhere around Columbus with the girlfriend's family. Aww, so It's adorable. It is, isn't it? We've only got a couple questions left here. Uh, let's go ahead and throw Milton's um, super chat in there. Should Marcus Freeman be more vocal about pay for play? No, because his employer is never going to change. And if he wants to continue being employed yeah. by Notre Dame, then no, absolutely. I mean, Jack Swarbrick's answer is, you know, he wants the federal government to step in and, you know, get get the federal government involved. Yeah, in, it's not in changing this. It's not Marcus Freeman's place to to talk about that kind of stuff. And like, if you're asking, like, should he be like Pat Narduzzi and you know, you know, be going off about it? I'm and I was actually thinking about this. I think it was after the show yesterday. I'm actually glad that he hasn't stood up like mm -hmm. the fool that Pat Narduzzi is exactly. and said the kind of stuff, you know, bellowing into the wind about it. That he's just <laughs> taken the high road and 
you know, he he knows what happened. He knows what he has to deal with. Right. He still signed a hell of a class, yep. but he's not out there complaining about it yep. publicly. You know, he's he's doing what a man does and he rolls on down the road and and does his things. He's going to keep putting together good classes. And I'm glad that he's not complaining about Me it. Me too. A hundred percent. Like you said, you said bellowing into the way I was going to say spitting into the wind. That's all <laughs> you're doing. I mean, there's it's not going to get anything accomplished. You're just going to get spit on. Like it's not. There's no, it's not going to help you. It's not going to change anything. So why do it? Take the high road and that's what he does. And he just keeps going yeah. out and signing good classes the way that Notre Dame wants him to sign good classes. And so I'm all for it. I'm fine with it. Yep. I agree. Um, our other, the other Notre Dame question I had, do you feel better or worse about Notre Dame football today than you did one week ago today? This is an interesting one because a week ago I thought Peyton Bowen was not going to sign at Notre Dame. I thought that was pretty much a done deal to be honest with you a week ago. And then I got my hopes up and then the hopes got dashed again. You know, it's kind of one of those situations, right? So I don't feel any worse about Notre Dame football. In fact, I really like the class that, that Marcus Freeman signed. I really like the camaraderie with this group. I think there's some really, really good players. I think there's some players with some really high upside in this class that maybe we're not even talking about, to be honest with you. Yeah. I really like this class a lot. And I feel really good about where Notre Dame is right now. You got two back-to-back classes, but we saw what the high end of the freshman class last year did for this team, right? The 22 class did for the 22 Notre Dame football team. I think you're going to continue to see that class make an impact. And then you're going to see the 23 class make an impact as, as early as next this coming fall. So I'm real happy with where Notre Dame football is. They they're they're going this way. They're not they're not going this way. They're not going this way. They're going this way. So I'm very happy with where Notre Dame football is. So I feel good about it. Yeah, I mean it's a tough pill to swallow when you do lose out on a sure. challenge like Bowen, and obviously you lost out on Keeley before that. But like you said, and we you know we talked a lot about, or at least some about Drake Bowen last night like that's a guy drake bowen yeah as opposed to peyton bowen that's a guy to get excited about there's a lot to be excited and there's other guys in this class as well you know it's like you don't get worked up about offensive linemen but there's some really good offensive linemen in this class there's some other good defensive linemen in this class they're you know again like it's the first time they've ever signed a top 300 player at every position coming into this class and there are going to be some transfers coming up here in a couple of weeks and, you know, and, or at the end of spring as well, you know, so, so like, don't get panicked about that. Part of the reason for those transfers is like, you know, I, I just wrote a, a piece about junior Tui Alamaka today. And like you and I have talked about, uh, you know, like, I know you really like him as a middle linebacker, but when you start to look at the numbers at linebacker sure, and the fact that they're bringing back the three most veteran guys, Plus, you already have Kali and Jalen Sneed, who are, you know, like Kali was pushing for time this year. Sneed is definitely going to be pushing for time next year. And then you add, you know, Bowen and Zinter and these guys to the mix, and you've got a need at Viper. You know, well, maybe, you know, and again, like I know that, you know, there's someone else that you would rather have seen maybe go over to Viper as opposed to Tui Alamaka. But, you know, like there's just a lot of talent coming in here and i i think that it's people are going to be pretty excited about it here within a year or two when you start seeing some of these guys play so so my answer is even though yeah it stings when you miss out on a talent like they missed out on i i think that there's definitely a weight off of everybody right now that it's over and done with and you still signed a really good class so i feel better yeah absolutely no question about it all right, man. Um, we got, we got the, uh, we got the. Uh, must token be who cares about baseball? All That's right, okay. must be, That's must okay. be catching up. About an hour from now, you can, <laughs> <laughs> you can shout back at us, I guess. <laughs> okay, so including this weekend, Vince, there are three weeks left in the NFL regular season. Yep. With three wins, your Bears are currently mm-hmm. in line to get the number two pick in the NFL draft. The Colts are one of four teams with four wins right right behind, vying for that, you know, free spot behind them. So what should the goal of these teams be, the Colts and the Bears, over these final three weeks? of the And really, 
you know, like the goals, I guess, of those other teams with the four wins as well for that matter. Lose. I mean, that that's the goal. Lose. I mean, and they, the Bears have made an art of it. There's no doubt about that. I mean, they've made an art of losing, and they lose in the most agonizing ways at times, it feels like. Well, I guess I'm not a Colts fan. I didn't just give up a 33-point lead. But the, just lose, man. Like, it, the season's over as far as you're concerned. You're playing for next year. You're playing for the future. And what is the future? The future is the NFL draft. The, the goal is to lose. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not a fan of tanking. I'm really not. But they're not tanking. They suck. Like, just go out <laughs> and play your normal game. And you're going to end this up. This is why they'll end up winning one of these games. I know. They'll right? end up shooting themselves Seriously. in the foot. They'll Seriously. win. They'll beat the Bills. They'll beat the Bills tomorrow. Yes. You know, you're just absolutely to spite right. themselves. You're absolutely right. And I would never, ever, ever, ever tell anybody that's on the field to play to lose. I would never do that as a coach right. or as a player. But as a fan, I want them to lose. I want them to get the second pick. Last year, they didn't even have a first round pick. Yeah. So you're playing for the future at this point. Lose. Completely agree. Uh, I mean, that that's what it comes down to. Organiz, you know, like you said, the players are going to go out there to win. The Absolutely. coaches are going to try to win. But organizationally and as a fan, I why would I want my team to win at this point? You've already been eliminated from the playoffs. Like the Colts yep. actually had a chance that they could make the playoffs. I think Jacksonville winning last night finished that off. And Jacksonville probably going to end up winning the AFC South and, you know, they still have a sub 500 record right now, but yeah, it's like, get that, get the highest pick that you can. The draft is where you make yourself yep. better, especially, you know, get, like both of those teams, Colts, Bears, and really any of those teams that are, that are in that boat, but those two specifically, they, they have a lot of they, big talent shortcomings. They need yes. the best picks they can get. Yep. They need to rebuild that defense. The defense, I mean, granted, there's plenty of holes on the offense too, but the defense is a freaking sieve right now. It's an absolute sieve because their best players are now wearing other uniforms. That when right. they started the season, they had some decent players. Now those guys are wearing uniforms of other teams. By the way, Milton fan says for Christmas he wants the to be ringside for the Vincent Ryan Battle Royal. Will that ever happen? Hey, I'm just saying. All I'm gonna say there's a there's a video circulating on social media that's probably dead now. I still got it. I could still, I could still <laughs> perform a takedown if necessary. Okay, I'm just saying. That's true. That's just true. saying. I was awarded two points by Styers. <laughs> I, I told him he could have got back points if his hips were a little more flexible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this one, this is the time of year where, if you're watching, you know, speaking of NFL playoffs, <laughs> you're watching a game on TV. You know, they're inevitably, inevitably going to put up the graphic that shows the playoff pictures, you know, so you've got like your division leaders on one side, you got the teams that are in the wild card spots right beside them. And then you've got the group of teams that are currently on the outside looking in. And typically it's like the, in the hunt teams, these teams are in the hunt yes. is what they say. <clears throat> well, this past Monday, if you're watching Monday night football, ESPN changed it up a little bit. Instead of in the hunt, their titles were loitering Sniffing around and call me maybe for the uh, for the <laughs> for the headers for these groups. Some newfound creativity. What do you think of this, Vince? Or do you have any other suggestions for them to use? So, what I think of the entire situation: if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay, <laughs> there there's an opportunity to be creative. Like some of the times, and I don't, I can't remember which. If it's ESPN that does it, or which t which you know television networks do it, but like little cartoons that they do, you know, at the beginning where they're talking about their journey through the season and stuff like that. Like, you know what? That's creative. I'm all about that kind of stuff in the hunt is just fine. Why are we using song <laughs> lyrics? Why are we trying to change it in the hunt is just fine. It's just fine. Don't fix it. It's not broken. I have to say that loitering and sniffing around, I got a, I got a pretty good chuckle out of. <laughs> I mean, that sounds I like I need to around. call CPS. Like, that's what that sounds like to me. Okay? Like, those are not the words I would use for a football team. Here's the Raiders sniffing around, yeah, you know? That just sounds bad. <laughs> it's perfect. Oh. Like, down on the corner, you know, I don't know. I, 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 thought, it was, I thought it was pretty clever. 
you know. It's I, clever. I, I, it's just not needed. Yeah. Come on, Vince. This is this is the first time you've gone. You know, you're 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 going over the top. You're going to the dark side. The more I know you, like you're becoming more and more like somebody that you know I used to know that I don't want to know. Oh, so don't 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 go with there. your stuck in your ways. You know, oh. I'm so old school. <laughs> don't go. There. I can never change. I will change now if that's the comparison that's being made. Okay. All right, Ebenezer. <laughs> Just wait for the three ghosts to come visit you tonight. See what happens. Here's the ghost of baseball past. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, I'm all about the DH though. Yeah. Proud of you. I'm proud of you. See? That's right. Taught. Yep. That's right. Darth Vince strikes again. Yeah. So will you be watching football tomorrow, or do you have too much, like, are you going to be out trying to get your Christmas shopping done? Oh, I'll have it on in the background. Uh, my shopping is done. I actually got my la- actually got the last gift about an hour ago. Uh, <laughs> so I, I actually braved the weather, because I actually took my kids. They're singing in the kids' choir for church. I had to take them to church, which I have to go pick them up here in, about, in a little while. But, uh, so yeah, I'm done with my Christmas shopping, and it's early for me. So I'm happy. I just got to wrap it all up. All right. We began with the airing of grievances. We end with the the promise of Christmas presents. So (laughs) we're, we're, we're good to go. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed it tonight. We had fun doing it with, you know, again, starting off with the airing of sports grievances. That was a lot of fun. That was fun. Well, I think we had probably a list that we could have continued with for a while. Did you have anything else that, you know, any other grievances that you wanted to slip in since you actually made a list before we got started? I, I and you and I have talked about this one before, but I, I am a 100% on board with the early signing day moving to before the season starts, before yeah. camp opens, maybe like the that. end of July. You know, that's uh, that's where I would like to be. And then my other one was a little NIL related. I am... And I, it's not against anybody in particular, but I'm just sick and tired of all the Notre Dame fans that want Notre Dame to be like everybody else and just write blank checks to kids. Just, it's never going to happen. So just get off that boat. Get, just stop, get off that bandwagon. It's never going to happen. And if you don't like it, root for somebody else. I'm just so sick and tired of that. I'm just sick and tired of that argument. Notre Dame needs to do this. They're never going to. So just accept it. Or move on. Go yeah. be an Oregon fan. Go, go yeah. be an Oklahoma fan. Whatever. So, again, that might sound a little Grinchish, and that's fine. But just embrace the Notre Dame thing. Just embrace it. I'll be so. curious to see if they, you know, if they if they address it, if they sort of tweak it going forward. I don't think like you that they're going to just write blank checks, you know, to try to to land these big time guys. But I will be curious to see. If they're if they're able to adapt somehow, you know, like Marcus Freeman said right. at his press conference, look, there's still a lot of great NIL opportunities once you get to school, which is what NIL was made for, and they have those discussions. But when a recruit, I think he said, you know, something to the effect of when a recruit, like when they get on campus and they open the conversation, you know, like their first questions are about NIL, you kind of know that that it's probably not ultimately going to go well, you know, so maybe that's, that's like the first sign. And it's like, well, we can stay in contact with this guy, but let's move on to some other priority type guys and just try to avoid those kind of guys as much as possible as you get into the process. So they can still get some really good talent and they did get some really good talent. Have a great Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and your family, Vince. Yes. Wish your family Merry Christmas for me as well. I will do that. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, whatever you happen to celebrate. If you're in here with us tonight, appreciate you coming by. I believe Brian and Ryan are going to do like a Christmas Eve show at some point tomorrow. Because their voices, I believe, are shot, so they weren't able to do their thing tonight. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I don't blame them. That's six hours of coverage. You're only going to find it here at Irish Breakdown. That's for darn sure. Right. All right, well, have a great weekend. We will talk to you next week right here on Ivy Nation Sports Talk.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.